Welcome to the Britpop Show, Monday night. Where else are you going to be? It's cold, it's dark, it's probably going to snow. Now, if you listened last week, you'll know why I'm playing this one. Out next Monday, this is Marie Marie by Electricity. Cause I'm 
Marie Marie by Electricity. Absolutely love that song. And if you're listening last week, you'll know why Electricity gave it to us. It's not released yet. It's only out next Monday. So I'll probably play it next Monday as well. I don't care. That's the way I roll. I had a message during the week on Twitter. Uh, and if you want to get hold of me during the week, just do it on Twitter. We are at The Britpop Show. There was a message from Adrian Price saying, Love it. Marie Marie, Electricity are back. Morning Afterglow was one of my f- all-time favourite tracks and I was there at that Glastonbury gig. Living only five miles from the site, how could I not be? I agree with you, Adrian. And thank you for getting in touch with the show. If you get in touch with the show, there's very much a chance that you will get your message read out, including you, Bok. Bok has sent a message in. Bok's a regular listener. And he's just sent a reminder to his WhatsApp group. So anybody from GGAC listening, send in a message and you will get a shout out. Now, remember last week, last week we were talking about, it was all about electricity. And if you missed it, I released it on a podcast. If you just Google search RSS, the Britpop show, then you'll find it there and it will be, it's already there. It's had a load of downloads all over the weekend. I was very pleased with that. Um, and you remember that Alex said that their song Morning Afterglow nearly made it to Notting Hill and had a message from Matt saying, well, maybe if they remake Notting Hill, then Morning Afterglow could be in the or, or in the new version, like Notting Hill 2. And he suggested that that should be called Notting Over the Hill. Very good. Very good, Matt. I like it. Uh, one of your better ones, I would imagine. Also, thanks to Britpop Buzz on Twitter, who had a lovely retweet just saying how good the show was. Love everybody listening. If you are listening and you're on Twitter, just tell your friends, you know, why not? Uh, it would, I would very much appreciate it. Right. What we're doing tonight is we're taking you back 25 years to February 1996. What a month, I know. Now, I can see you all sitting there thinking, right, February 1996, what was I doing then? Or rather, who was I going out with in February 1996? Because that's no doubt how you're measuring it. But biggest of all, I think, in the music world, was the fact that there was a release of Expecting to Fly, the debut album by the Blue Tones. And coming up, we're going to have Mark Morris talking not just about the, the Peacock on the front of that album, but also the band names that the Blue Tones nearly had. And there are some shockers. So we've got that to come. But let's just start a little bit, I think. Let's start a little bit with some cuts and rugs, shall we, by the Blue Tones. This one means to dance, believe it or not. This is Cuts and Rug, the Blue Tones. And after that, we're going to have a bit of Mark Morris back in February 1996.
by the Blue Tones. If you remember our interview with Dodgy, Nigel Clark reckoned that he told Mark Morris what, what cuts and rug meant. He stole that phrase off him. No, he didn't quite say it that way, but I rephrased it to create a bit of controversy. Why not? I like to. What a great album. 25 years since that was released and we'll be playing some more from that album in a bit. I love reading the... I've just got the album sleeve in front of me. Expecting to Fly was recorded at Ridge Farm Studios in the glorious summer of 95, except for Talking to Clary, which was done in the grim autumn that followed. Hugh Jones was at the controls with Ian and Phil on vibes and coffee duty. The beds were soft, the food was tasty, and the homemade industrial strength purple cider gave us some headaches we won't want to forget. Nuff said. Love that. This is what you don't get anymore nowadays. You don't get the CD inlet. I suppose if you buy a vinyl, then you do, but it's just not the same. And do you know what I used to do? And you're going to think that's a great idea because it was. If I went to see a band, I would then put my ticket inside the album cover so I would forever remember when I went to see them. And I opened this one, and there's a ticket. I went to see them with, um, with my mate Paul, and we went to, went to see the Blue Tones at De Montfort Hall on the 5th of October, 1996. And the special guests were Geneva. I remember that because the lead singer was, was, was great. Uh, and the ticket prices, it was 7.30 p.m., and the ticket prices were £8.50. Yep, £8.50 for that gig. What are they nowadays? Probably about 50 quid, aren't they? So that was uh, the album that knocked What's the Story Morning Glory off the top spot. Only for a week, but nevertheless it did. What else was going on in February 95? Well, number one at the box office in February 95 was Father of the Bride 2. But if you didn't want to see that, you could go and see From Dusk Till Dawn or Broken Arrow. You remember that? TFI Friday was about to start. It hadn't started yet, but people were, were talking about it. There was, a, there was a buzz. I think there was some advertising about it. And around that time, on the 5th of February 1996, this song was released and it got to number 15 and it was used to introduce guests on TFI Friday. You should know what it is. This is Ocean Colour Scene and the Riverboat song. We play the biggest hits. 24-7. 365. We're playing the biggest hits. 
Now, if that hasn't taken you back to the 90s, in particular 1996, then I don't know what will. That was the Riverboat song by Ocean Colour Scene, released on the 5th of February 1996. It got to number 15, but then it was used, used to introduce guests on TFI Friday. And as a result, the album Mosley Shoals, and in particular the singles that followed, You Got It Bad and The Day We Caught the Train, they did pretty well off it, you know, as they should do. I've had a message from Fernanda in Brazil saying she does the same for cinema tickets, she sticks them in inside the DVD and for concert tickets she sticks them inside the CD so not just me and I had a message from Gary saying I'm here I'm here have I missed anything Gary bring a note next time but yeah you you have missed some pretty great tracks but we luckily we've got a lot coming up including Mark Morris explaining what the blue tones could have been called but we are back in February 1996 let me know what you were doing or who you were doing in February 1996 and on the 17th of February 1996, the Long Pigs released a song. It got to number 37. Yeah, I know, but they are the Long Pigs. And it's off their debut album, The Sun Is Often Out. It's often overlooked, this one, but this is Far by the Long Pigs. It's from the 1990s.
by the long pigs had a message from elf love the long pigs he says what was he doing in february 96 he was walking like an egyptian during his first year of a levels the little youngster there i see so that was uh, the long pigs far off their brilliant album the sun is often out i keep telling people i've got it on blue vinyl and it is amazing i picked it up for under 20 quid on amazon i know you shouldn't shop at amazon but i did i did right this is going to make you feel old in on the 1st of february 1996 radiohead played this song on top of the pops radiohead on top of the pops can you believe it how times have changed this is street spirit fade out off their brilliant album the bends but can you imagine tom york now on top of the pops i certainly can't can't enjoy it
street spirit. I'm trying to talk in a, you know, subtle, sexy voice, but it's not working. So I'm just going to have to go back to my usual one. Had John saying Radiohead. I'm not going to start this again, John. We've had John saying Radiohead are not Britpop, but I love them. I ran a poll and 40% of people said that Radiohead were Britpop. Now, I appreciate that that means the majority thought that they weren't, but I'm a minority kind of show. So, you know, what can you do? We've also had something in from John Jeffries, who is feeling old. He says, Top of the Pops 96. Ah, feel ancient. Classic Long Pigs 2. Love it. And in fact, Tom from Surrey. Love this tune. Keep on pumping them out. You guys, I love hearing from you. So that please uh, carry on doing that. Now, if you, if you felt old listening to that and thinking about Radiohead on Top of the Pops, listen to this. If Back to the Future came out this year, and Marty McFly went back 30 years, as he did in the original, he'd be playing Smells Like Teen Spirit at the dance. Yes, 1991 is as long ago now as 1995 was then when that came out. Oh my God, how old are we? But I'm taking you back to 96, February 96, in fact. And the Blue Tones were just releasing their debut albums. Do you want to hear what Mark Morris has got to say about it? I think you do. Let's hear it. Hello, Mark. Welcome to the show. Nice to see you. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us. Right, I've got some questions for you. We are the Britpop Show on Cotswolds Radio. And taking it back to the start, why the Blue Tones? Why the Blue Tones, indeed. This is such a mundane story, I'm afraid. Okay. I mean, we were thinking of names for a while and we couldn't find anything. That, at the time, it was only three of us in the group. And we couldn't think of any, any names that we all three of us agreed on except for the blue tones which adam suggested one day because he you know he proffered it's a combination of blue note and two-tone and it's like it's a musical sounding word and it's like yeah okay all right it's a bit boring but okay but the beatles is a bit of a terrible name if you think about it too much so we went with that i mean we had some awful suggestions and mostly coming from adam i have to say things like forever forever the band <laughs> oh dear dear uh, yeah Slacks. Oh. <laughs> that was Adam as well, was it? Yeah, I liked the Slacks, but it, no, it was just Slacks with an X, and so that was vetoed. That was another one. I, uh, Vietnam was another one. And back then, you didn't have to worry about Google searches either, did you? But then they become even That's worse true. Google searches. That's true. Because <laughs> famously, the Beatles, didn't John Lennon change the Beatles? He put the A in it because then it looked like Beat, B E A T. Yes, and then it was a terrible pun. Why expecting to fly? Is it as obvious as it sounds? Well, what's your theory? My theory is that you guys, you knew you were going to be big. You wrote this album and you thought, do you know what? We are about to take off. We're expecting to fly. Well, that's a very nice thought, but I don't think we've ever had that, that confidence or that sort of uh, cockiness at that point to have gone, I've gone with that. It was, it was a combination of things. I mean, we lived so close to flight path of Heathrow Airport, so our life was sort of dominated by planes leaving and arriving from exotic destinations. And so I think that fires the young imagination, this desire to sort of travel and see where all these people are going. Because you're seeing it every day, you're just getting a reminder of people traveling every day. But it was also a case of, at the time, in 1995, when we were thinking of an album title, 
there was the whole Blur versus Oasis thing going on, wasn't there? And it was like um, everyone was trying to recreate this sort of Beatles versus the Stones sort of atmosphere. And our view was like, well, if they're the Beatles and the Stones, we feel quite removed from this scene, even though we are sort of lumped in with it. And it was us saying, well, we're over here. We're Buffalo Springfield. We're on the other side of the of the Atlantic, you know? Yeah. And uh, so it was trying to remove ourselves from that, and it was a nod to our American and West Coast influences. And that was it. And obviously the peacock's not a bird that's known for its prowess in flight. I was about to say, why the peacock? No, we stuck that on the cover. Well, the original idea was, with the artwork, we wanted to have the peacock design, but like much in the same way that Led Zeppelin used to do with their sleeves, their LP sleeves. Yeah. We'd have sections missing, so that when the inner sleeve came out, they would fill the holes. So we'd have some of the peacock's eyes from the feathers missing, and behind that was a picture of the four of us, and our eyes would slide into the holes. Uh, you know, sort of randomly on this peacock sleeve, and that's what—that's how we wanted to do it. But unfortunately, it was too expensive to um, manufacture, so we had to scrub that idea. Can you believe it? Mark Morris from the Blue Tones talking on our show about the band names that the Blue Tones nearly gave themselves. Uh, some pretty terrible ones there. And also about the uh, about the, their album and about the album cover because it's 25 years since they released it. Now, if you like a bit of the Blue Tones, that is a snippet from a much longer interview that is going to be aired next month on this show. So stay tuned. But I have to, I've got some more Blue Tones news for you. Following on from their successful Clapham Grand Acoustic Evening with Mark and Adam, there's a very special online show on the 27th of February. It's the Blue Tones Acoustic with Mark Morris and Adam Devlin, a career-spanning acoustic set and another chance to hear the songs stripped back. In conversation with Mark Morris and Adam Devlin, live on stage with questions taken from the audience and the host about the band. It's going to be another great night with Mark and Adam and a great treat for Blue Tones fans. Tickets are a tenner, people. Come on, you've got nothing else to do. These people need our support. Without our support, these people, music will fade away. So go out and get yourselves a ticket for that. I beg you, please do it. Now, talking of begging, we had a request in. I do shout-outs. Yes, I know I do. If people are sending their names and request a song, every now and again I play them. And I've had a request from Archie and Sophia. That's Archie and Sophia from Surrey. Archie and Sophia wanted this song. Now, I'll only play it. It's song two by Blur. And I'll only play it if their dad sends me a video of them dancing around the, the lounge to this song. So let's have it. Woohoo, everybody. Song two.
Thank you to John for pointing out that uh, it did sound a bit weird that I wanted people to send me a video of their children dancing. That, uh, maybe that's more a reflection of your sick minds than mine. I just wanted proof that you guys were enjoying it. Uh, I've had a message from Steve as well. Frightening to think that he received the Stone Roses second coming as a birthday present in February 25 years ago. And even more frightening to think that he's 60 next week. Happy birthday, Steve. You are, however, not our oldest listener. I'm talking to you, Alan. You know I am. This is Traffic by the Stereophonics. We all face the same way Still it takes all day I take a look to my left Pick out the worst and the best She paints a lip Greasy and thick Another mirror stare And she's going where Another office affair To kill an unborn scare You talk dirty to a Makes him human at least But is she running away To start a brand new day Are she going home Why she driving alone Is anyone going anywhere Everyone gotta be
Tell you what, it's suddenly got very hot in the studio. Absolutely love that tune. It's just, I don't know, there's something about it. Uh, Stereophonic's first album, you're all going to go, ah, it's not Britpop, it's not Britpop, don't care. What a tune. That, I think, is the best one. There's plenty of songs off that album that are amazing. That, I think, is the best one. Now, people, I have had a video of Archie dancing, and the boy can cut some rug. Yes, he can. Right, we're doing 25 years, aren't we? And I've read, I was doing a bit of research, because every now and again I do, and I read that this next song by the Cardigans is 25 years old. And then I read that it wasn't, and by that point I just gave up and I thought I'm going to play it anyway. I haven't heard it in ages. This is Rise and Shine by the Cardigans. Lockdown. Classic Hits.
message in from Moose all the way from Canada because we have a reach. Fernanda's listening in Brazil. Moose is listening in Canada. He says he loves the cardigans. Play more cardigans. He used to listen to them back in the days, what he says. Good one, Moose. Now, 3rd of February 1996, in at number two, 11 weeks on the chart. We cannot celebrate expecting to fly without playing the massive hit that the Blue Tones released, Slight Return. And here it is. Tones, slight return and don't forget the Blue Tones are playing an online gig on Saturday the 27th of February. You can listen to it anywhere in the world so get your tickets now, they're only a tenner. Come on people, let's do this. Uh, so that was just 25 years since Expecting to Fly and very conveniently Supergrass released a single in February 1996. It was their first single from In It For The Money and even more conveniently Danny Goffey who's their drummer was uh, it was his birthday last week and I also know a drummer 
whose birthday it was it last it was last week. So Scott, happy birthday for last week. Danny, who I doubt you're listening, also happy birthday. Now I'm gonna play some Going Out by Supergrass. And before I do it, did you know that this song Going Out caused problems? Because Danny Goffey accused Gaz Coombs, who wrote it, of basing the lyrics of this song on himself and Pearl Lowe's involvement in the British tabloids, because him and Pearl were boyfriend and girlfriend at the time uh, and the music video was directed uh, on a bandstand it was filmed on a bandstand in Battersea Park which is the same bandstand as pictured in the video late in the day I've run past that bandstand so many times and didn't even realize it so I think it's time we're going we ought to uh, we ought to play a bit of uh, a bit of supergrass so 25 years ago you guys were just getting introduced to this absolute classic this is going out it's the first single from in it for the money by supergrass
I'm all for everybody having an opinion, but Dave from Oxford has come in with a, just a ridiculous opinion. He thinks I Should Coco was their masterpiece and that In It For, month for The Money wasn't their best album. I mean, Dave, come on. Let's, uh, let's be sensible, shall we? Uh, I, I appreciate your name, but there's no way I'm going to let you have that opinion. Um, even though opinions are all good, that one's not. Uh, we have a message from Anon. He's a bit late to the parade today, Anon. Always, uh, always message every week, but uh, well, you just said all good and thumbs up. And it has been a good week this week. I've, I've managed to interview Mark Morris and sneak a bit of that interview in today's 25 years celebration of Expecting to Fly. Uh, this next song, though, we're going to play. It's not 25 years since it was released, but I'm just going to play it anyway. It's a really good... Everybody loves a bit of Oasis, and it's a really good ending track. Thank you again, everybody, for listening in. Next month, we've got the full interview with, uh, with the Blue Tones. And don't forget, if you want to listen to the Blue Tones, they have their gig on the 27th of February. It's an online gig. There is no excuse for not getting your tickets. I know that's a double negative. What I'm basically trying to say is go and get some tickets because that promises to be a great evening. If you don't get your tickets, I expect to see you next week with your excuses all lined up. Thank you, everybody who who messaged in. It makes the show really worthwhile when you guys let me know that somebody is actually listening. And I, I love uh, the listener stats are down, but I understand we've got messages. We've had messages from Canada, Brazil, all over the planet. Love hearing you guys. Thank you for listening. See you on the flip side. This is the Master Plan by Oasis. Take the time to make some sense of what you want to say and cast your words away upon the waves. Sail them home with acquiesce on a ship of hope today And as they land upon the shore Tell them not to fear no more Say it loud and sing it proud today And then dance if you want to dance Please brother take a chance You know they don't